This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. podcasting do you want to do podcasting oh do i want to podcast right now yes i'd love to this is a this is a formal invitation <laughs> to a minnesota i'm accepting your invitation oh thank you oh my god you don't have anything i didn't go to the store i don't have any beverages oh i'm not no. wearing shoes well then never mind you guys today uh welcome to the minnesota my this is my favorite murder like minnesota it's, it's Minnesota, but it's smaller and warmer. And this is Karen. And that, that this is Georgia. <laughs> and that's Georgia. That's Georgia. Uh, and we switch seats just to change it up for our creativity. Freaking me out, man. Is it is it hard? So far, once I lay back and like completely lounge, I think I'll be cool. Okay. Once my legs are like at a ninety degree angle. Yeah, you got to get them up okay. above your head. Okay. Do you want to do the first ones? Sure. Okay. So these are your hometown murders that you guys send us. I'm actually doing one from our incredible Facebook group because I read this one the other night and I was like, well, I gotta do this. Okay, good. So this is Deb L. And she says, my hometown murder is me, or rather would have been me if not for, well, let me explain. Oh. My profile picture is me in kindergarten in 1967 in Norwalk, California. I was a child on the spectrum before there was a spectrum to be on. Back then I was just weird Debbie and mostly I was a loner in a crowd of people. And mm. this is still true, FYI. One day I headed to a good friend's house across the alley. We lived in an area where there was a lot of apartment buildings and a few single family homes. To get to my friend's apartment, we had to go through the carport. As I approached mm -hmm. the I know, right? Mm -hmm. As I approached the area, I saw a man with long surfer hair sitting in his car. I had to pass by this car, but something about him made me wary. As I got closer, he opened up his passenger passenger door from the inside and gestured for me to get in. You know, as I looked into the car, I could see he wasn't wearing pants uh, and his oh. uh, stick shift was present and alert. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't mean the car. No, she does not. Jesus. I ran back to my house while he was screaming for me to come back. Um, and then I told my mom what I saw. Let's just say my mom was not a kind woman and I was slapped for describing a man's penis oh. and was told to never talk about that again. And she blamed me. Hey, 1967. Yeah. This was back before, uh, people understood how humanity worked. Right. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then moving ahead three more days, I was again walking to meet a friend on the other side of the same apartment building. I mean, her mom was just like, get out of here. Her mom's like, hmm, my young child just described a naked man in a car. Screaming at her. Go back outside. Bye. That was her. That's her answer. Uh, I avoided the carport. And as I made it around the corner, I passed a car parked on the road. I didn't see the driver. As I got near the door of the car, he suddenly sat up, opened the door and grabbed my arm and started pulling me into the car. Fuck. I screamed, kicked, bit, hit, scratched and clawed my way away from him. Yes. Good girl. 
A woman walking on the street heard the commotion and came running. That's right. And he drove, and he drove off. What if it was like, and then she slapped me across the face? <laughs> <laughs> Another mean mom came from across the street to hit me in the face. Uh, anyways, I'm in a psycho ward now because people are the worst. Uh, I didn't tell my mom about the second one because, well, you know. And being four, I couldn't be sexy except to a fucking pervert. Wait, wait. Yeah. Four years old? Yeah. Wait, she said six originally wait um nope she was four fuck <laughs> what can you imagine a no. four-year-old walking around the street you, we no like uh, even out, a four-year-old out of a car seat these days yeah. makes people nervous much less just fucking oh bye mom i'm gonna go take the alley to my friend's house i'll be back later when i feel like it yeah i might go bowling i'm four <laughs> i gotta live my life um Two, two years later, he would grab an eight-year-old off the street and take her to his Hollywood apartment, and here's where it gets familiar, where he raped and beat her badly, and then he'd we, we'd, and then would begin his rapey murdery spree until he is finally caught. The man, Rodney Alcala. Alcala. Oh, yes. Rodney Alcala. I know it's difficult to believe, being that I was four at the time, that I'd remember this. However, it wasn't until the late 90s when I saw a headline with his picture and I screamed because staring out at me from the computer screen was that face from 34 years ago Fuck. that I finally had a name to put with the face. I hadn't even read the article to know what he'd done, but I knew he was the guy who tried to grab me twice. Also, ever since this moment, I'm hype my hypervigilance is always on high alert. People think it's funny to come up behind me and startle me. It what? isn't. Who? So what? that's how you earn the right to grow up and stay sexy, not getting murdered. Way to go, Deb. Hell yes. Rodney Alcada, if I'm pronouncing Alcala. it correctly. Alcala. 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 He's the one that was on the dating game. Yeah. That is the, that's one of my favorite. When that one comes on of all those crime shows, mm -hmm. I always have to watch that one because first of all, he's such a creep. Yeah. Overtly. And he was also the photographer, right? Yeah. So he'd go to these like open call, oh. like photo shoots at the beach with like women in bikinis who were like, I want to be a model. And the photographer would be like, I'm a photographer because I have a camera. Yeah. Come back to my place and I'll take some photos of you. Sounds great. Sounds Let me great. grab my four-year-old child. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder how many like. How many murders are can be attributed to him that were never haven't been right? Yet. I mean, so if he's many. doing shit like that, and I know he went from like California to Florida, and I mean, oh, monster. He's he needs to get. We need to go in depth on that guy. Let's do it. Um, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Uh, Give me yours. Okay, this one is from Elizabeth, and the subject line is swingers, homeschoolers, armadillos, and murder. Oh my hometown murder. You've said it all. She's doing it. I'm really, I'm from a really small town in central Louisiana that is notoriously shit-tastic. I was homeschooled K through 12 and somehow ended up not being a serial killer. And when I was 20-ish, one of the members of our homeschool group died of a gunshot wound. The story went that he went outside to shoot an armadillo in his backyard with a fucking rifle and somehow shot himself in the abdomen according to the 911 call. Sounds fake, but okay. We were all like suspicious as fuck. Especially when it turns out he was shot twice in the stomach. Stomach. Turns out the police started investigating uh, the assistant district attorney because he was having an affair with the dead dude's wife. What? But it got better because it turns out they were part of a swingers group no. in this super tiny town, less than 3,000 people. And the wife and the assistant DA got a little too close. Oh, the local paper released the sexts that were super gross. Oh, no. 
Long story short, without any real explanation, the ADA somehow got off without being accused of actual murder despite a fuck ton of suspicious shit and icky sex messages, and the case is still unsolved. He left behind, or the guy that got murdered left behind three kids and an armadillo and an armadillo Jesus. that's just one of my fucking hometown murders we're also home to the one of the most controversial controversial death penalty cases because the guy had an iq below 70 wow. i'm going to say this to you elizabeth what i love is you got it there was no ass kissing no. it was straight to business here's what happened it was almost like she was in a hurry to even send this email we don't know what town it is in louisiana i mean we know it's central i just i love everything about this email and she didn't sign it there's no signature (laughs) it's just like the end i'm not i'm not spending any more time with you people the amount of time i've like thought over how to end an email (laughs) for real best sounds bitchy but yeah you're not katherine hepburn right but thank you sounds like cloying thank you yeah Fuck. Okay. I always write, you changed my life. <laughs> Do you it's really? fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Only for business. Um, okay. Love it. So this other one is also from, uh, well, okay. So it's also from the Facebook group, but sh- this is another chick that survived. And I just like this story a lot. Yes. So this is a girl named Deo. And she says, I just want to say that hearing Georgia and Karen say over and over again in my head, fuck being polite, just listen to your intuition and apologize later, may have saved my life two weeks ago. Okay, sorry. My sister, I was talking to my sister as I drove over here, and my sister was telling me this story. The same one? She went on the, my (gasps) sister now likes this podcast, which is a miracle. And now she's on the Facebook page, but she's a total... Um, what do you call that? She she never participates. She just like peeps. She's yeah. a peeping Tom of the Facebook I page. I do that too until it's really late at night and then I start writing, I love this in comments. <laughs> it's weird. Every once in a while there'll be one that just like gets me and I'll be like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. It's just that my sister no. was so excited by this story yeah. that she had to tell me herself. That's why I'm reading because I am too. I think yeah. we can track your sister's like slow acceptance of this podcast through the past 36 episodes yes yeah yeah because it's been like when you someone likes your podcast yeah and it's like now it's like i love your podcast i know she finally had to get you know what happened is that her best friend adrian and our all of our friends audrey everybody started and carol craft of course everybody started listening to it and talking about and then she was like well i'm not gonna get left out yeah good yes get on board for once laura (laughs) You've had 40 goddamn years. Yeah. Plus. You know what? We should make your sister have to uh, do a lip sync to what's the song she, made? she used to make you do. Pat Benatar. She can't, she can't listen to an episode until she calls us with FaceTime and does a Pat Benatar lip sync to it. She'd be like, no, I'll never do it. No. I'll never do it. Fine. Never mind. Uh, okay. Might have saved my life two weeks ago. Yes. I was getting in my car. Sorry. Her name's Dale. Uh, Deo. But I don't. But that's Deo. such a weird name. I don't want to out her. Oh, I see. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I was getting in my car and had a bad feeling about this guy. He was walking toward me on the sidewalk, but not at me. I was parked in a back in angle parking. I threw my bag in the passenger side of the door to get out of his line of fire more quickly and walked around to the front of my car to the driver's side door to avoid getting in, getting any closer to him. I got in the car, immediately locked the door, texted my husband that I was on my way home. Don't do that, everyone. Don't text while you're sitting in the car. Right? Right. What do you mean? So when you get in your car, you should leave. 
When yeah, so don't take car, the time. Yeah, yeah, you can text at a stoplight yeah. when you're away from the area. Pull over or down the street and text, but don't fucking sit in your car when you, like, someone who's following you, you know, through the car park. Well, it's... Anyways. Yeah. But I'm still happy for her. Yes. Um, da, 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 da. Texted my husband. I was on my way home and got settled in for the drive. I pulled forward and my front right passenger tire thumped over something violently. I almost jumped out of the car to see what I drove over and whether or not it popped my tire. I decided against it because I heard Georgia and Karen's voices in my head. That was in all caps. I'm not just screaming. (laughs) And I pulled forward. I decided to roll my window down and look back at the parking spot instead. But guess what I saw? The guy I had a bad feeling about was crouching where my passenger door had been. Oh, my God. He was turning away from me, covering his face with his hands, and started to run. He had clearly placed something under my tire so I would get out of the car while it was running. And he could either A, steal my fucking car, or B, hurt me and throw me in my own fucking car to murder me at a creepier location like a goddamn abandoned hospital, or C, (laughs) totally murder me and forget entirely about the car. Needless to say, I sped off in tears and made my husband examine the car for a GPS tracker. I was convinced he'd follow me. Lucky, luckily, we didn't find anything. So these ladies know what's up. I'm eternally grateful. Oh, my God. Uh, amazing. That's the best. I'm so proud. Um, way Man, to go. This is just like the raddest podcast. <laughs> Influence people to not get murdered. Like, what more could we be doing? This is like a... What more do you want from us? This is like a cooking podcast and we told people how to make pie. It wouldn't like... It wouldn't be like I almost died because I well, made the, pie wrong. But the weird thing is, is that was never the intention. It's just no. stuff that came out of the, these stories that you hear over and over, like four-year-olds walking to their goddamn friend's house, <laughs> which luckily, you know, human evolution has changed that Ugh. since 1980 or whenever it happened. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. This is from Garrett. Woman murdered with a banjo. Hometown murder. Oh, fuck. Right? Hello, ladies. First of all, I'd like to say how much I love you guys in your podcast. Finally. (laughs) Finally. The ass kissing I'm always looking for. I feel right at home when I hear your voices. A few months ago, I made a photo of Karen's Bob Burgers and Wine, Bob's Burgers and Wine quote, and you guys reposted it. Oh, yeah, that's that was awesome. That's good. I was having a tough day, and when I saw that notification pop up on my phone, all my troubles just went away. That's how I feel about Twitter. (laughs) It's just that's what I'm constantly staring at my phone. Instagram for me. Is that that's your oh, drug of choice? Always. I just wanted to send in my hometown murder along with my favorite murder that I think you guys would find interesting. In my hometown, a woman was murdered with not one but two banjos. What? I'm sorry I started kind of laughing at that, but that's <laughs> it's if that was in a script, I'd be like, take that out. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never even seen more than one banjo in one place. <laughs> Much less. Um, so this is in West Milton, Ohio in 1991. Edward Benson, 63, was a banjo player in a bluegrass band. On the morning of May 22nd, 1991, Benson woke up, made himself a cup of coffee, waited for his wife to get up. Around 4.30 a.m., his wife Katie woke up, Jesus, people. made herself a cup of coffee, and joined her. This might be too many details. Sleep in, everyone, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, it's really fun to get up and drink coffee before the sun comes no! up yeah i love it yeah Insane. every morning during my paper route um <laughs> uh, okay 
So Katie joins her husband at the table. They're drinking coffee. Moments later, Edward got up, grabbed a banjo, and decided to beat his wife half to death with it. The banjo broke, so he just decided. So he decided to grab a second one and finish the job. Why After is he, he sticking with that murder weapon, I don't know. Jesus. And also, this started so nice. I thought they were just drinking coffee yeah, together. Too. I thought he's like, I'm waiting for my wife to get up, and then I'll make her breakfast. I wonder if it's like she was. Super oh. critical of his banjo playing. Thinking the same thing. Yeah. Knock that racket off. Yeah. Dinner, near, 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 over and over again. She was oh, in the right. I lived with a roommate like that. I got it. <laughs> a banjo player? No, she was just play this. She was a bass player, and she'd sing and play the same song, like practice the same song. Gigantic. I wish it was. It was the song Moon Shadows, and now I fucking want to murder that song. Mo- Moon Shadow by Van Morrison. Yeah. Oh. Over and over. She was a cokehead. Whatever. Go on. <laughs> the banjo broke. Too much of The banjo broke, so he decided to grab a second one, finish the job. Uh, now I'm thinking that they were, they lived in a banjo shop. Because also, who has two besides <laughs> b- besides the cast of... Oh, I just love them eating breakfast and having coffee at 4.30 in the morning in a banjo shop. You got to open that banjo shop at 5 a.m. because people are beating down yeah, the door. Banjo players are fucking early risers. Um... <laughs> Okay, after he contacted the police, he said his wife was murdered. Then he waited on the front porch for the sheriff to arrive, playing the banjo. Um, <laughs> the broken one, like the smash to smithereens <laughs> one. He's just like pretending to play. His hands are bleeding. The officer arrived and he confessed to the whole thing. This story made national news. We're a very small town with a majority of the population being senior citizens. Ugh. It blows my mind that the only thing we are known for is the banjo murders and the 30 middle schoolers hospitalized for eating ghost peppers at lunch. What the fuck? I oh, that story. oh, no. Oh, my God. I have so many questions about that one. I'm so sorry for the woman who got killed at the banjo. But yes, that's so terrible many. and sad. But then this left turn of like I'm middle schoolers, hosp- ghost peppers are no 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 They're that's insane serious business. I'm moving there. Um, Bye. Yep, that was from Garrett. That Thank was you. awesome. That was a great. Well done. That was a great double Z's because it was like a really fun murder. Oh my god, that, not fun, but it was an yeah. interesting murder and then interesting. The ending was just out of left field. It was amazing. Also, it was satisfying in that way that he did it. Obviously, he just snapped. Yeah. Then he admitted it. Which I think is great. Like, just, no one went down no. for his banjo murder. He, he didn't try to copped. shoot the cops or anything he, like that. Yes, it all it all kind of went as good as a double banjo murder could go. But R.I.P. to that sweet woman who just wanted a fucking cup of coffee. God. And for her husband. And a stop, moment of peace. A moment of silence God. in the banjo shop. Um, this has been our minisode. <laughs> Hope you like shit. I hope it's going to get you through. Yeah, good luck with that. And uh, stay sexy. Stay, and don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. I don't know where all this is. Oh, well.